of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. The blood that is able to wash us as white as snow. The blood that has given us access to the heavenly places. The blood that has caused us to be adopted into the family of God. This morning, Jehovah God, we return to you praise and glory and thanks for all that you have done for us. We bless you and we honor you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Celebrate Jesus, somebody. Give him praise. Give him praise. Celebrate Jesus. He's worthy of our praise. There is no one else like him. Hallelujah. I want to release the Sunday school. So Sunday school kids, come, 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 come. Sunday. celebrate what? So what do you want to tell your mothers? Anyone who has a message for their mothers? I have a message to my dear mother. I thank her for, for, for giving birth to me. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. Awesome. What do we say? Anyone else with a message to their mother? I want to thank my mother for caring for me until how old I am now. I thank her for bringing me here and I thank her for paying me for, for my school fees. Uh -huh. Anyone else with a message to their mother? Uh, praise God, church. Praise God again. I'd like to thank my mother for protecting me, for feeding me, for giving me education. And, and for letting me know about Jesus Christ. You have a message for your mother? I want to thank my mother for caring for me and for bringing me here. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. And happy Mother's Day. All right, shall we pray for the kids? Our loving Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these gifts that you have given to us. And because they are gifts, we return them to you and we ask that you take care of them, that you protect them, that you cover them, and that you do them well. As they go to their Sunday school, I pray that their minds shall be opened, their ears shall be opened to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying unto them this morning. We thank you for their teachers, O oh God, as they bring out the oracles of God to these dear ones, that your grace shall be sufficient, that your wisdom shall rest upon them to do that which they ought to do this morning. We give you thanks and we give you praise, for this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's release the Sunday school. Please turn to your neighbor if they are a mother and wish them a happy Mother's Day. <laughs> hey, before you sit, turn around. Can you see a mother? Wish them a happy Mother's Day. From the Triumph Church, we wish you a happy Mother's Day. We pray that you get the ability to intercede for your kids like Hannah. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all ye that are mothers. Thank you, Pastor Moswans.
Thank you very much. You may have your seats. Thank you very much, praise and worship team. God bless you. Receive greetings from Pastor Rev, as Charles would call him. Pastor Francis is ministering in the Triumph Church Nakuru this morning, but he sent his greetings. Mumez Pokea. What do you want to say? Salam. Ivi, Ivi, Ivi. Oh, Ivi. Whichever way, Mumepokea. Amen. I'm so privileged and honored to stand here this morning again and to bring the word of God. And today being Mother's Day, there is one thing that mothers are known for. What is that? When you think about your mother, <laughs> someone is saying food. <laughs> Other than the physical things that they have provided for us, when you think about your mother, especially in the spiritual world, what do you remember about your mother? Prayerful? Wengine walitutandika tuende Sunday school, sindio? So they brought us into the house of the Lord. So today we are going to look at that, that aspect of being prayerful. And we are just going to look at uh, prayers. And um, as we look at it this morning, we are just going to look into the scriptures. And we are going to see people who prayed in the scripture. And then we are going to see what happened in their lives when they prayed. And as we talk about that, I want you to know at the front of your mind or at the back, whichever is easier for you, that God answers prayers. God answers prayers. God has always answered prayers. And God will always answer prayers. Prayers that are made in faith, prayers that are made in trust, and prayers that are made in total dependence on him. Those prayers, God will always answer. And I know we have learned what is the definition of prayer. And we have said that prayer is, is a conversation that we have with God. And there are some aspects or there are some contents of prayer. And we say one of them is adoration. That as we pray, we are giving God honor that is due to him. We are worshiping him. We are giving him praise. And the second content of prayer is usually confession. Because we are just mere mortal men. So as we go before God, we confess that we are not right. We are not perfect. We may have done wrong. Although Rev has taught us that this should come at the last part of your prayer. But it is a component of prayer that we confess our sins before God because he's able and he's faithful to forgive us. The other content is supplication. And this is what I want to dwell on this morning. That we ask God for things. We ask for something honestly and humbly before God. And the last component is thanksgiving. That we express our gratitude. Because, like I said, God answers prayers. And if he answered the last one, before you make the supplication this time round, so you can be kind enough to give him thanks for the, what he did last time. So this morning I want us to focus mostly on supplication. And I want us to see people in the scriptures that went before God praying either for something or for others. And we want to see what happened in their lives and what lessons can we learn from them. And the Bible has many scriptures that urges us to pray. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. This is what the Bible says. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. So prayer is not something you do today and then tomorrow you feel like you don't want to do it or you do it on a Sunday for the whole week. The Bible tells us to continue earnestly in prayer. 
Listen to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 17. This is what the Bible says. Pray without ceasing. I'm a pray without stopping. I'm a pray continuously. I'm a pray all the time. That is even easier. So prayer is not something that we give excuses not to do. But prayer is something that we give excuses to do all the time and every time. Before you do anything else, pray. And if you cannot do anything without prayer, then your life will be better. We want to look at people in the scripture who prayed and what happened to them. Did God answer or did God just stare at them? But before we go there, I want you to know that God has given us a promise. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 7, it's a scripture that we know. Ask, and what will happen? This is a promise that the Lord has given to us regarding prayer. That if we ask, we shall do what? We shall receive. The Bible says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and, the door will, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. So it is upon you and me to ensure that we ask, to ensure that we seek, to ensure that we knock. Because there is a promise that if we ask, then we shall receive. That if we seek, then we shall find that which we are seeking. That if we knock, the doors that we are knocking, or the, the struggles that we want to knock down, they will go down, and those doors shall be opened unto us. So we already have a promise. And it is not only in the New Testament. We find in the Old Testament, when Solomon had finished building the temple, in the book of Second Chronicles chapter number 7, when the, Solomon had finished building the temple, and he had went there to dedicate that temple to the Lord, the Bible says that the Lord visited Solomon, and he gave him a promise. Let's read Second uh, Chronicles. Let me read this one. Second Chronicles, chapter number seven, I believe, verse number fifteen. Listen to what the Lord says. We can start from verse fourteen. It's a favorite scripture. If my people who are called by my name, this was during the dedication of the temple will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. But this place is not only in the temple. In this time and era, Whichever place you choose to make your prayers, we have a promise that if we ask, we shall receive. If we seek, we shall find. And if we knock, it will be opened for us. I want us to go to the book of First Samuel, chapter number 1, and we'll find a story of a woman called Hannah. And this woman is a woman who fervently and earnestly and continuously prayed because her heart was troubled, because there was something that she was going through that she knew nobody else could help her other than the God who made her. The Bible says in the book of 1 Samuel, I'll start reading from verse number 5. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. This is a story of a man who had two wives. One of the wives had children, and the other one did not have children, and that is Hannah. And the Bible tells us that the Lord had closed her womb. And Hannah knew so well that there is no one else who was going to open her womb 
other than the Lord. And so they, as they used to go and sacrifice to the Lord in Shiloh, the husband was trying to comfort her wife, his wife by giving her a double portion of whatever sacrifice needed to be made. But there's something that was not, Hannah was not comfortable with. No matter how much love he, she received from the husband, no matter how much love she received from everybody else, there was something that her heart was craving for, and that was to get a son. Prayer helps us to lay our burdens before God. Prayer helps us to lay our burdens before God. And in return, God answers our prayer by lifting those burdens off our shoulders. When God answers prayers, one of the things that he does is that he lifts those burdens off our shoulders. Hannah had a burden, and this burden, there is no one else who could have lifted it up from her other than the Lord. And prayer should come from the abundance of our hearts. Because even the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the heart flows, out of the heart flows the issues of life. The Bible says in verse number 16, do not consider your maid servant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. So whatever is in your heart, that is what you lay before God in prayer. Many a times we have wondered what to pray for. But if it is troubling you enough not to sleep, if it is troubling you enough not to have a comfortable life, then it should be a burden enough to be brought before God in prayer. And in this story, we see Hannah, Hannah's faith. She believed in God. She, she trusted in this God. She totally depended on God to answer her prayers because she tallied in the temple. She stayed there. The Bible says that she spoke until there were no words that were coming out of her mouth because deep within her she knew that God does not only listen to our words, but she also listens to the voice of our hearts. Those things that you cannot utter before him or even before people, because he sees from the depth of our hearts, then he's able to also see those things that we cannot be able to utter with our mouth. And one of the things that I have realized with prayer is that as you go into the prayer closet, you may not receive the answer right and there and then. But there is a burden that is usually lifted from your heart that you are able to continue with life as normally. The Bible says, if you read verse number 7, the Bible says that, um, verse number 7, so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. So in verse 7, we are seeing a dejected lady who is um, stressed and distressed to a point that she could not eat and all she could do was to weep. But when she went to the mountain of the Lord and she went into the sanctuary and she laid her burdens before the Lord, we see a totally different woman in verse number 18. Listen to what the Bible says. And she said, after she had spoken to the prophet Eli, she said, let your maid servant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate and her face was no longer sand. Had she received the sun then? She hadn't received the sun yet. But her face was not sad anymore because she believed from deep within her heart that if I can lay it before the Lord, then I can go my way and eat and not be sad anymore. But most of us, we want to go into the presence of the Lord. And we want to pray and we want to believe God is coming through for us. But as we live there, we want to go back with our burdens. We want to go back with our troubles. But I want to encourage you this morning. As you go into the place of prayer, leave your requests to the Lord. Have faith. 
trust in him, have total dependence in him that he's going to work it out. And as you go out of that place, let your heart not be troubled, let your face not be sad, but go like this woman. Go back to your house, eat and drink. Don't be sad anymore because deep within you, you know that God is going to work your things out. Amen? And so Hannah believed in God. She totally depended on God. And we know how that story ends. Verse number 20. So it came to pass, the process of time, that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. Remember we said God answers prayers? Here we see an answered prayer. And we see an answer from the Lord. That the same Lord who the Bible says had closed Hannah's womb, opened it up and put a son in there. And the Bible says he na she named her Samuel, saying, because I asked him from the Lord that this one did not come from my husband. Of course, God used my husband. This one did not come from the prophet Eli. Of course, God used her to pro him to provoke her. But this one... I have received from the Lord. And I know there are some things in your life that you call Samuel. Because you know this one, I did not receive from my employer. I did not receive from my family. I have received it from the Lord. And there might be things you are trusting God for this morning. I pray that God will bring your Samuel your way. That as you get that thing which you are believing God for, you will say, indeed this one. I have asked from the Lord, and he has given it to me. Amen. And if God answered Hannah, I like the verse that says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because it tells me whatever he did yesterday, he can do it today. If he answered Hannah, he's going to answer you, and you will get your Samuel in Jesus' name. It is not going to be a boy, but it's going to be that job that you have been waiting for. It is going to be that salvation of your family members that you have been waiting for. It is going to be that desire that you have within your heart. Because the Bible says, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will grant us the desires of our heart. And God answers prayers. And if he answered Hannah, he's going to answer you and me this morning. The book of Second Kings chapter 6 verse number 17 is another story of a prayer that was answered. A prayer that Elisha prayed on behalf of his servant because his servant was worried. His servant was fearful because of what was coming their way. So much was happening in Israel at this time. They were being tormented and uh, beaten up by the Syrians. And um, they were worried, they were afraid. But this time round, the Syrians were, were becoming worried because whatever they planned, Elisha the prophet would be shown by God and he would tell the king of Israel. And so the Syrians were not able to attack the Israelites because their secrets were being revealed. And so the Syrians decided, because they were told who was doing this, they decided now to get to Elisha and annihilate Elisha and finish with this man who was telling up all their secrets. So they have sent an army, and they want to capture Elisha. But verse number, verse number 14, the Bible says, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. So these are the Syrians. They have surrounded the city of Samaria where Elisha was. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, to Elisha now, Alas, my master, Ama Allah, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, The Lord said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. 
Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. God does not only answer prayers that need physical intervention. He also answers prayers that need a spiritual solution. Most of the times when we pray, we want to see God manifesting himself physically. But sometimes what he needs to do is just to open up our eyes so that we are able to see our spiritual eyes so that we are able to see, as the Bible says, the glory that has been set before us. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse number 18, Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed to us later. Whatever you are going through right now, is because there is a glory that is coming your way. And the Bible calls us more than conquerors. You cannot be a conqueror if you have not gone through something and you conquered it. And most of the times what we need for us to conquer is our spiritual eyes to be opened so that we are able to see what the Lord has kept for us or what is awaiting us in the spiritual realm. And faith is being able to receive things in the spiritual before it manifests in the physical. Because the Bible says that faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. You see, that thing which you are hoping for, that thing which you are waiting on the Lord for, if you cannot receive it in your spirit, it will be difficult for you to receive it in the physical. And that is why Elisha prayed for his servant to be able to see in the spiritual realm who God is and what he's capable of doing. Because sometimes all we can see with our physical eyes is the trouble that we are facing, is the challenges that we are facing in life, is the troubles that are coming our way all the time. But I pray and hope that we will be able to see in the spiritual realm what God has kept for those who patiently hope in him and wait in him. Faith reveals that God is doing more for us than we can ever realize through sight alone. We sing a song and we say, even when we cannot see it, he's still working. And this is the faith and the belief that we have. That even though we are in the storm right now, we know that he's working either to calm the storm down or to get us through the storm to the other side. And I pray that our eyes shall be opened, that we shall be able to see what the Lord is doing for us. And when we see what is happening in the spiritual realm, when we know that God is working everything out for our good, because the Bible says the plans that he has for us is to give us a future and a hope, then we shall be comforted even if we are in the storm. Because I imagine what happened to this servant of Elisha. When he saw the chariots and the horses in the mountains, he was like, watch awakuja sasa. Because if we are able to see what God is doing in our lives, then we shall be comforted. Then we shall say, watch your challenge, kuje, and we will see what my God is able to do. And if we cannot be able to see what God is doing with our spiritual eyes, we shall be in a lot of trouble. Because as the Bible says, this servant was so fearful and was so afraid because we have no hope and we have nowhere else to go. So I pray this morning that God will open our spiritual eyesight for us to be able to see what he's doing in our lives. Like we say, behind the shadows, behind the curtains, God is working. And even in that situation that you are in, 
even in that circumstance that you are in, that you are finding as if there is no hope, I want you to know that God is working out. And in due time, he will open up your eyes and you will be surprised at the things that he is doing for you. You will be surprised at the plans and the purposes that he has for you. So hold on and ask God to open your spiritual eyes. Moses is another person who prayed. And in that story, we see God answering the prayer of Elisha and opening the eyes of this servant, and he was able to see what he could not see with his physical eyes. So God will also answer your prayer because God is in the business of answering prayers. Numbers chapter 11 and verse number 3. Here we see Moses pleading with God on behalf of this people of Israel. This morning we were taught that Moses was the most humble person because regardless of how God used him and what he was able to do by the help of God, he always remembered where his source was. He never beat his chest and said, He always went face down, giving praise and glory to God, or pleading with the same people that were asking him, who do you think you are? I pray that we shall be as humble as Moses was. Uh, Numbers chapter 11, verse number 3. Here we see the children of Israel complaining. Sometimes I'm amazed by the story of the children of Israel. God has brought you out of captivity, out of slavery, where you had no freedom, you had no say, you had no right. You used to do what you are being told to do. If you are told to jump, you jump. You don't ask why. Whatever you are told to do, you do. And God gets them out of that miraculously by even killing the firstborns of the Egyptian, causing hailstone in that land, doing a lot of things. I've been listening to the story of Exodus, and I was thinking, frogs. You wake up in the morning and you find frogs everywhere. Now imagine all these ones are alive and they are jumping everywhere. But despite all these miracles that God had done, to remove the children of Israel out of Egypt, you find them in Numbers chapter 3, complaining that they remember the cucumbers and the watermelons that they used to eat in Egypt. And you're left there wondering, okay, our watu wakosawa. But let's see what Moses does when these children complain. The Bible says in verse number 3, so, um, let's start from verse number 1. <coughs> Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. For the Lord had it and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. Then, pe then the people cried out to Moses. And when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. But it's verse number two, sorry, not verse number three. The Bible says that Moses prayed to the Lord. And this morning, Neno has taught a very important lesson. That it is not as important for us to minister to one another, but it is more important when I minister to the Lord. That one has stuck with me. Because these people, when, <laughs> when their calamity from the Lord comes to them, they don't go back to the Lord who has brought the calamity. They run to Moses because they knew there is a way God and Moses work. And they ran to Moses. And the Bible says, Moses prayed to the Lord and the fire was quenched. Moses had walked with God. Moses believed in God totally and completely. He trusted in God because he knew there was nothing that God could not do. He had seen God do great and mighty things. He had witnessed, as I was saying, when Egypt, it was raining and hailstorm was falling, 
Goshen was safe and calm. And he had seen God make a way in the midst of Red Sea. So Moses had seen God do everything. He had seen him put his hand in his bosom and it comes out leprous. He had seen him put it back and it comes back clear. So Moses believed in God. He depended totally on God. And so he knew even if this fire was caused by God being angry by the children of Israel, God is still merciful. And God is still able to quench that fire and stop it from burning the children of Israel. So he went before God and he prayed and see what happened. God answered his prayer and the fire was quenched and the children of Israel were no longer burned. Do you believe in God to do the impossible? Do you believe in God to stop the calamity that he brings you away because you have disobeyed him. If you are totally dependent on God, then you will know even things that God has brought your way and you do not like them, he is also able to remove them away from you. But what do we do? We pray and we ask God to come through for us. Because if we do not pray, then the same things will continue happening in our lives. If you read the same book of Numbers, chapter number 21 and verse number 7, again we see Moses pleading with God because again the children of Israel have complained and the Lord has decided to do away with them. And he brings their way snakes and they start biting them. Verse number 7 of the book of Numbers, chapter 21. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he takes away the serpent from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole, and so it was. If the serpent had bitten anyone, when we look, he looked at the sap, bronze serpent, he lived. Again here we see God intervening because Moses has prayed for the children of Israel. Whatever it is that is causing you trouble, whatever it is that is bringing your way discomfort, this morning the Lord is able to take it away from you if only you can pray. If only I can pray. And here we see God answering the prayers of Moses and stopping the calamities that were coming the way of the children of Israel. So God answers prayers. And if you are available enough to pray, God is available enough to answer your prayers. Finally, we look at Paul and Cyrus. This is a story that we love. We have sung about it. But when I look at that story, I'm amazed at what God is able to do. We find the same in the book of Acts, chapter number 16. We we'll read from verse number 25. Paul and Cyrus had uh, been preaching. They had been spreading the good news. And if you read from verse number 16, the Bible says, Now it happened, as we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, who brought her master's much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. 
because they have healed a girl who was unwell. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. All because they have just healed a girl. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. I was learning that um, stocks were, were made for those very dangerous criminals because it was made with wound and nikama unaingizwa kwa ikiti alafu unawekewa hapa mbao na hapa chini mbao you could not be able to move and you can imagine who Paul and Cyrus was and they are being put in such a place but that one did not stop them from praying that one did not stop them from praising the Lord because listen to what the Bible says in verse number 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened. And everyone's chains were loosed. Everyone's chains were loosed. So your prayers will not only set you free, it will set free even those who are around you. Because when Paul and Silas prayed, it did not only lose their chains alone, but it loosed the chains of those who are around them. And the keeper of the prison, waking from sleep and seeing the prison's doors open, supposing the prisoners have fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. One thing I want us to know from this story is that nothing should ever stop us from praying. No matter which situation you find yourself, you are not stuck enough not to pray. You are not put down enough not to pray. In your situation, remember we said in the story of Hannah, that you do not have to utter words, but your spirit can be praying because you are so pressed, you are so stuck, you are so fungward that you cannot be able to utter words, but you can pray in your spirit. So whatever you are going through, let it not stop you from praying. Let it not stop you from singing praises unto the Lord. These guys had faith in God. They trusted in God. They depended on God because they knew no one else could get them from their situation. They would have sent messages to their counterparts, which is what we mostly do. When you are stuck in a situation and maybe it's a financial situation, the first thing you do is you call Pastor John. Then you call Pastor Muswant. Then you call everybody else. And when all of them cannot be able to help you, then you start calling on God. But I pray that it shall be the reverse. Because we are totally dependent and trusting in God. That when we find ourselves in stocks, when we find ourselves stuck, when we find ourselves unable to move, that we shall pray and we shall call unto God and he shall come to our rescue. And we know how that story ends. That Paul and Cyrus were set free. Not only themselves, but even with those who are there with them in that prison. And what is most amazing is that the prisoners, or those who are the, the security guards, even gave their lives to Christ because of what had happened to Paul and Cyrus. So your prayers can be able to set loose someone else who is stuck, who is down, and who is not able to move. This week, I read a post by one of us that the best, give you, best gift you can give to someone is to pray for those people. And what joy comes your way? Sometimes they don't even know you are praying for them. But what joy comes your way when you see you are answered being 
your prayers being answered in the lives of someone. So you feel so much nice. And it is the same with each and every one of us. That you can be able to spare a few minutes and pray for someone. And when they get out of the situation that they are in, then you rejoice together with them. God answers prayers. And of all the people that we have looked at this morning, there are so many others that we could look at. We haven't even looked at our role model, Jesus. And Jesus prayed countless times. And all the miracles that he was able to perform is because he trusted in God. He totally depended on God. And God came through for him. So for all the people that we have looked at, we, 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 we can think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We can think of people that were gotten out of difficult situations all because they prayed. And because we serve the same God. Because we trust in the same God. Because we believe in the same God. Is there anything too hard for him? So I want to encourage us today and from this day forward. That whatever, wherever you find yourself, pray. Because God answers prayers. And when your prayers are answered, you will burst into praises like Hannah. All the fears that you have in your life will be dispelled like the servant of Elisha. And you will be able to walk with your head held high because you know whom you have believed in. When your prayers shall be answered, there shall be life bubbling within you because calamities shall be gone like we see in the case of the children of Israel. And when you continue praying, there are friends in your life that will be set loose. There are people in your family that will be set loose, like we see in the case of Paul and Cyrus, that they did not only receive freedom for themselves, but there was freedom for everyone who was around them. And when you continue praying, people that you have prayed for to believe in the Lord shall come into the kingdom because prayer also brings salvation. And like I always say, if it is troubling you enough to cause you sleepless night, then it is good enough for you to pray about it. And we pray with confidence because we have a promise that we ask and we shall receive, that we seek and we shall find. And this should just give, like fuel us to continue praying because we already have a promise. And we know that God not only hears prayers, but he hears and he answers prayers. So I want us to rise up on our feet this morning. And if there is anything that is troubling you, if there is calamity in your life, and we have said that there are many components of prayer, you could not be supplicating this morning. You could not be asking for anything this morning because the Lord has done you so well. But you could lift up your voice and give thanks to him because of the things that he has done for you. You can also lift up your voice and worship and honor God this morning because he is worthy of our praise and our worship this morning. Our Father and our God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because you are faithful and true. We bless you because you can do all things. We thank you because you are God and besides you there is no other. You are our great and mighty God. You are great and greatly to be praised. There is none that can be compared to you. You are much less this morning, oh God, because the things you do, no one else can be able to do them. We praise you because of who you are. We praise you because of what you have done for us. We give you thanks for your faithfulness. We give you praise for your grace upon our lives. Thank you for your mercies that you extend to us each and every day. That, oh Lord God of glory, we have not received what we deserve because of your mercies, Abba Father. Many things that we have in our lives, we did not even deserve them, oh God. But because of your grace, Jehovah,
Father, we have received them in the name of Jesus. And so this morning, our God, we come waving a sacrifice of thanksgiving for your goodness and for your mercy. And therefore, this morning, Lord, as we praise and as we worship you, as we honor and adore you, Jehovah, we are also supplicating, oh God. We are also asking from you, Jehovah. They adores my Father, that we have been knocking, oh God. And this morning we have a promise that we continue knocking, oh God, and it shall be opened for us. There are things in our lives, oh God, that we are looking for, dear Father, that we are seeking for, oh God. We promise not to stop. We shall continue honestly, oh God, because in due time we shall receive them in the name of Jesus. And therefore this morning I pray for the grace to hold on in the mighty name of Jesus. We have prayed, dear Lord, and it seems like it is not coming further. This morning I pray for grace to continue in the name of Jesus, that we shall pray all the time concerning all things, dear Lord, because you will come through for us. We thank you that you are a God who answers prayers, and I pray like you answered Hannah, that you will answer your people this morning, like you answered answered Moses that you will answer your people this morning like you answered Paul and Cyrus that you will answer to your people this morning we give you thanks and we give you praise because you are our wonderful God we shall continue trusting in you we shall continue depending on you because you are faithful and true and you will come through for us. We thank you and we bless you this morning for any challenge in the sanctuary this morning. I pray Jehovah that you will come through. For any sickness in the sanctuary this morning, may there be healing in the name of Jesus. We give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Celebrate the God who answers prayers. And may he answer you in Jesus' name and cause you to be dispelled all the fear that you have. Hallelujah. We may have our seats. God bless you so much.